This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website, powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-215-0465. That's 800-215-0465. Donald Trump will be the next president of the United States. Quote, end quote, period. Uh, Again, quote, Donald Trump will be the next president of the United States. Period. Quote. Who said that? Does it sound familiar? Who said that? Excelsior! Welcome back, my radio family and my dear friends. I am Jay Severin. You are the best and brightest. We are together, the Blaze Radio Network. one 888 one 888 And via Twitter, where all is heard, seen, read, many answered, all valued. At J-A-Y underscore S-E-V-E-R-I-N. <clears throat> Who predicted, I didn't learn about it until just after our show finished yesterday. Otherwise, I would have talked about it yesterday. Uh, Who predicted, who that you know and I know, and that millions of Americans know and love and trust, who said who predicted that Donald Trump is going to be the next president? If it were somebody else, that probably wouldn't be our headline today. But it wasn't somebody else. It was Glenn Beck. Glenn Beck said, in writing, did Glenn predict that Trump will be the next president of the United States? Yesterday. And I know you may have been guessing, who said that? You may have been guessing, like my buddy Buck Sexton maybe said that. No, no. Come on now. Don't fool around. But are you are you surprised that Glenn said that? I don't, by the way, I mean, I, and <clears throat> let us not tarry. I, I'm not suggesting you ought to be. I don't mean to be coy here. I don't think you ought to be. You should never be. If 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 six months ago, or six weeks ago, or six days ago, or six minutes ago, Glenn Beck had said, "I want Donald Trump to be our next president." 
that may have surprised you even greatly. Maybe, maybe not. But you should never be surprised when people who <clears throat> talk about the civic circus Maximus and who deal with it for their living and who are in the prediction-making business and in the analysis business when they actually do what you pay them to do, which is to predict and analyze, that you, sh- you know, shouldn't be surprised. I wonder if, the, I must say, that I do have one selfish thought about this, and I would be coy and worse, dishonest, if I didn't share this with you. I would be withholding something, uh, I'd, be, I'd be withholding a material fact from you, in my view, if I did not share with you this selfish reaction <clears throat> that I have to Glenn's prediction. I wonder if as many... Well, no, not nearly as many because Glenn has 10 zillion numbers times the the, the audience that I have. But on a percentage basis, I wonder if as many people will take Glenn to mean, I mean, I have to imagine that his mailbox may be, you know, rife with messages that say, how could you turn on Ted Cruz like this? And... You know, I, I, if Glenn were in the business of explaining everything he said, and he's not, he might say, I didn't endorse him. I made a prediction. I mean, and, and, and I mean, again, anyone, I suppose anyone who could, given the laying down on the railroad tracks that Glenn has done for Ted Cruz, how anyone could mistake that, I don't know, but I'll bet. I'm going to bet based on my own personal experience, there are some. Because there's a difference between endorsing or supporting someone and honestly analyzing or predicting what you think is happening or is likely to occur. So all things being given and the fellowship of this show being what it is and our relationship being what it is, I think the juxtaposition of Glenn Beck's prediction that Trump will be the next president uh, juxtaposed with, you know, us and what we discuss every day and the, the, the problems, frankly, that, that, that some of us are having uh, about Trump and about who's for him and who's against him and what the difference between endorsement and analysis is. I, I realize it's a it's a it's a probably a small minority uh, of us, but, but there are people that are twisted up about this thing. And I, in the end, I appreciate this. I salute everybody's passion and I'm glad for it. And we'll get straightened out. I mean, we'll get straightened out. Okay. But I must tell you, I, I, I was, uh, I wasn't, Shocked, and I wasn't really even terribly surprised when I saw Glenn's prediction. But I certainly took notice. When I looked at my computer screen, Trump will be our next president, says Glenn. It certainly didn't escape my notice. How about you? one 888 900 I'd be curious to know, by the way, and 
if anyone has any confusion about, I mean, I'm here in a therapeutic capacity. If anyone is having trouble reconciling the fact that Ted Cruz's strongest, probably, you know, absolutely most famous, strongest, most articulate, most sincere supporter in this country yesterday predicted that Trump will be our next president. If there are, if there are people having a problem reconciling those two things, and I say this only because in this audience, there are a few people having trouble reconciling things like that. Uh, I'm here in a therapeutic capacity. The doctor is in. We can make it part of the Trump or anti-Trump or Trump question mark affirmative action line at one 888 Now, there you go. I had to choose headlines. I posited to you earlier via Twitter, you know, which headline is our real headline, is our biggest headline. I just, you know, had to decide as the editor, and I think that's a big headline. That's our headline. There it is. There it was. There we have it. Here we are. Now what we have is my invitation to you and yours to me to engage in conversation about same or not, depending on what blows your skirt up. And if it does blow your skirt up, unless you are part of the TGIF, AM and FM, STD, PhD, AM and FM, uh, DDS, DVD, uh, SNH, Green Stamps community, if it blows your skirt up and uh, you're wearing a skirt appropriately, then I hope you have Skype. But whatever blows your skirt up, one triple eight nine hundred three three nine three, and in a moment, in a moment, we will turn to the headline that almost led the show, and that is Donald Trump's summit meetings with the leaders, all of them. Of the Republican Party. Those meetings have taken place. The reviews are in. And they'll be here in a moment. The Jay Severin Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website, powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-215-0465. That's 800-215-0465. Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome, partners, and I mean partners. One triple eight nine hundred three three nine three. One triple eight nine hundred three three nine three. Today, Trump went to Washington. 
he met with all of the leaders, all of the major leaders, such as they are, of the Republican Party, such as it is. He met with Rince Pubis. The report on that meeting? Fine. All good. Trump met with Speaker Ryan. Report on that meeting. Fine. All good. Now, th- this is from not from Trump. Trump said this, too. But the initial reports came from the people with whom he met. It was Pubis who said, fine, good. Ryan said, fine, good. I haven't yet heard the statement from the meeting with the Mitch McConnell and the Senate leaders. But I have a feeling it's going to be something like, and I'm just taking a wild guess here, fine, good. Because as we discussed yesterday, or less modestly said, as Guru Jay say yesterday, we learned today that the press statements for today's meetings, the things they hand to all the media, they walk out of the room, they, the doors burst open, and all of the media is swarming like bees all over them. And at that moment, they're given statements. Generally speaking, I mean, even in this digital age, they are still given handouts, statements, you know, of the principles, something they've got because they're not going to get interviews, or at least all of them aren't, so they get handouts. Well, some very reliable major national media sources are reporting that the statements the outcome, the narrative of the meeting, that the press release, if you will. Today, Donald Trump met with, or today, Speaker Ryan met with, and then this happened, and this was said, and this was said, and here's what the guys say, and here's their quotes. Those statements were ready, printed, done. The instant those guys walk out, walked out of the door. As we discussed yesterday, The outcome of this meeting, the end of this meeting, was known to the participants before the meeting started because they are practitioners. Uh, Is it Lao Tzu or Lao Zi? But they know that battles are won before the first blow is thrown, before the first shot is fired. And so these meetings and their outcome were all known and choreographed before the meetings ever occurred. Just like a good radio show will, when it can, tell you the outcome of something before it occurs. Uh, But still, if there's any news out of this, and CNN, for instance, is trying to make the most out of this man there, trying to squeeze this lemon... Till the juice run down your leg. I said, squeeze this lemon till the juice run down your leg. And 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 they're trying to give the juice they're trying to get out of this. There's still no endorsement. Things went well, but they didn't go well enough that Trump walked away with outright endorsements. 
Well, that wasn't going to happen because, you know, Ryan et al. can't lose face. So they can't look like all of a sudden Trump came in, put cash at the end of the bed, that 10 minutes later was seen smoking a cigarette and saying, I'll call you sometime as he left the room. So the endorsement will come and the endorsement is implicit. But meanwhile, the day hasn't been without endorsements for this man everyone hates. This man who could never, ever be president um, once upon a time. John Boehner. Remember John Boehner? John Noner, known here as John Boner. Today, John Boner, who is either the biggest or second biggest rhino in our lifetimes, John Boner endorsed Donald Trump today. Oh, and P.S. said at the moment of endorsement, this is about an hour and a half ago, two hours ago, John Boner said, quote, anybody who doesn't think Donald Trump can win, just watch. Holy cow, that sound familiar. Hmm. Uh, the National Republican Congressional Committee chairman, Congressman Walden of Wisconsin, not a household name, but the head of the committee overseeing uh, all 435 Republican congressional seats, House seats. Today, Congressman Walden of the swing state of Wisconsin endorsed Donald Trump, said that he was behind him and that the party will be behind him, and that he thinks he can win. Holy cow, that sounds familiar. And last but not least, former Vice President Dan Potato Quayle, laugh if you like, also endorsed Trump, saying that he, quote, he's a winner, and I think he'll win, end quote. Now, you may not like quail. Uh, You may not care for game bird in general. You may not like quail. You may not respect him. But believe me, he is well regarded in the Midwest and certainly in a particular key Rust Belt swing state from which he hails. The Hoosiers think very well of him. And so maybe the most important figure in Indiana political lore and a former vice president who is thought of very differently in Indiana than he is maybe where I live and you live said, you know, I, I think Trump's a winner, but I, you know, I, I think he can win. Holy cow. That too sounds familiar. Does it to you at all? So, uh, Guru Jay is back uh, to live to tell you none of that was recorded. I don't know why I said live. Of course, it's live. Guru Jay is back to tell you what I think Trump is going to do next. 16. I believe he's going to hold a series of announcements over the next few weeks leading up to the convention in which he's going to talk about who he wants to put in his government. 
I think he's going to name names. That doesn't mean these people will be in his government because we don't know that he's going to have a government in his administration. We don't know if he's going to have an administration, do we? But he's going to name names, and the kinds of names he's going to name, I predict to you, are going to, and this will include the kinds of people he wants to put on the U.S. Supreme Court, is going to do two things. It's going to remind people of the vastly important positions that affect their lives that are going to be named either by Hillary Clinton, the Marxist, or by Trump. And also these names will, in and of themselves, attract new voters to him and I think boost his points before the convention by 10. Severin, the Blaze Radio Network. Severin Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. With you, the best and brightest, the number is 1 888 900 3393. 1 888 With Glenn predicting that Trump will win the presidency, do you think that makes me feel a little more confident about my recent analysis? I, and I, I don't mean to be selfish about it. I, I just I just mean, as you might imagine, one feels like one is in pretty good company when Glenn Beck says that and he happens to be your leader, your boss. So I... I I regarded as something along the lines of momentous when I saw that last evening. One triple eight nine hundred three three nine three. I so I guess we we talked about this right. We we talked yesterday about the Trump summits were almost certainly predetermined as to outcome, and 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 today all the press statements were printed and ready, hundreds of them already. The instant the doors opened, they were all ready. And that's, I think, for a reason all of us know. There was no way that of any candidate we've ever seen, there was no way Donald Trump was going to get on a plane in front of the world. If it was a secret meeting, different story. But I don't think Donald Trump has done anything in secret for about 30, 40 years. Donald Trump was not going to get on an airplane in front of the world with literally the world watching, fly down to Washington, and then go to each of these places. He did. And I think that's something that probably doesn't sit well with him. This is, after all, the guy who's the art of the deal. He's very much aware of, look, Megyn Kelly, did she re-sign with Fox? Because I know Megyn Kelly, there was some talk, which surprised me uh, for a variety of reasons. There was some talk that leaked out recently that Megyn Kelly might might leave Fox. So I guess she's in a contract year. And there was some talk that she might walk. 
one of the things it was said sh- she wanted was a primetime interview show, a la the old Barbara Walters, but but clearly not anything, you know, not Barbara Walters, but, you know, primetime interview show with people not necessarily in politics. And so she, I guess she's been given that. It's Megyn Kelly Presents, and the first one happens to be with Trump. But the promo they're running for it has her sitting across from Trump saying, let's talk about us. And he says, I didn't like you very much on the night of that debate. Anyway, so there were a lot of statements and questions, right, in that just now. But look, can we move on anyway? Uh, Trump before the world is very aware of this. And in this interview with Megyn Kelly, he said, I really appreciate, Megyn, that you were willing to call me and come here which is a very different deal than if I had to go to you at Fox or meet at a neutral location. You were coming to me and you were coming to me on my terrain, on my turf. Now, Trump said that, and I enter it as evidence only to support my contention that he's very aware of these things. He's very aware of what they look like, what they sound like, and what influence they have on the outcome of a meeting. This is the art of the deal, yes? Donald Trump today went not only out of Trump Tower. See, they got him out of Trump Tower, number one. And then Donald Trump is keenly aware of this and what it means. They got him off his turf. They got him on a plane. They got him to another city, and then once he got there, and I thought this was really the, not the crusher, but this one was the big one. I mean, other than getting him off his turf in any possible way, this was the big one. Once he got to Washington, they made him go to at least three different locations, in and out, in and out, in and out. He had to go to at least three different locations, which is a lot of bother for him, to which he's unaccustomed. So he essentially looks like he's the guy who is going more or less to meet with them, as we discussed yesterday. The image was of Trump going to meet them on their turf, and hence it's like Trump is going to ask for something. It kind of put the other guys in a superior negotiating position psychologically. You agree? I think Trump would. I don't know, but I think Trump would agree with that assessment. Anyway, they got him to do that. That tells me a couple of things. It tells me that Trump needs them. I know they need him, but he needs them too. And the reason he needs them is his only path to victory must include whatever support what's left of the Republican Party can give him. Whether that is structure, whether it is voter registration, whether it's get out the vote drive, whether it's ground game, other ground game, whether it's mail, radio, television, web, super PACs, and you know what else? Money. Because even though Donald Trump can win with less money than other candidates would require, 
he still requires hundreds of millions of dollars to run in this campaign. And attached to my speculation about why Trump doesn't want to release his taxes, which is that I think he's not worth $10 billion. This is not a slam against him because, you know, tomorrow I couldn't put together, you know, $1,000. So I'm not knocking him, but you must admit to the people who like Donald Trump, a lot of what they like is that he's a successful businessman. All of this, the mythology of Donald Trump includes that he's a billionaire, that he's worth $10 billion. Everybody who supports him knows that or thinks they do. This is completely hypothetical, but completely hypothetically, suppose Trump's supporters, a lot of them, were to find out tomorrow that Trump wasn't worth $10 billion, never made $10 billion. Suppose Donald Trump's supporters found out tomorrow he wasn't worth a billion. Suppose Trump supporters found out tomorrow that in terms of liquidity, in terms of actually putting money on the table, cash money, to run the campaign, to run this self-financed campaign, which has been one of his major attractions, yes? One of the things people admire about him, he's not asking anything from us, he's spending his own money, He's not anymore. He can't. I believe. I believe that Donald Trump does not have anywhere near the liquidity required to run a political campaign. And that feeds into two issues. The first, are you getting this? Because you're not going to hear it anywhere else. The, The first thing this feeds into is the taxes thing. I think there is a very real fear on the Trump side. And this, I'm guessing. I'm guessing, guessing, guessing. But it's a darned educated guess and modest one, I'll tell you. Uh, I think there is fear that, you know, like when the, the moment the Wizard of Oz had, when Toto pulled back the curtain and said, uh, ignore that man, ignore that man. I am the great Wizard of Oz. No, there's only me, I'm afraid. I think Donald Trump wants, needs fears, I mean, wants, needs to avoid, and fears that kind of revelation. I think he needs to avoid a Wizard of Oz moment, don't you? Now, again, I could be all wrong. I could be worth $50 billion. I don't know. But the other thing this thing feeds into with the money is that if I'm right, that he's not as rich as he claims... Not only would the emperor have no clothes in terms of this mythology surrounding him as the most super successful businessman ever, ever. Not only would there be a Wizard of Oz moment, but can you imagine having the potential to become president of the United States, but losing because you didn't have enough money? Now, as I said yesterday, Donald Trump needs less money than most people think because he's Donald Trump. And he gets more free media before I wake up in the morning 
than most candidates get in a month. That's going to continue to be true. And therefore, he's going to need less money than people think. But less money is he's not going to need maybe $500 million. He's only going to need $300 million. But it all has to be cash, and all of it has to be up front. Jay Severin, the Blaze Radio Network. This is Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. This is, these are, the best and brightest. So as I was saying, Trump was, according to Trump, if you think about it, moved out of his turf. Look at the theater of this. And don't think Donald Trump doesn't. Don't think the media doesn't. The theater of this is the substance of this. And the theater is as follows. The Republican National Committee got Trump to come to them and move around three, they yo-yoed him around to three different locations. You're telling me they couldn't have put those people in the same building in three different conference rooms? They did this to show Trump You need us, and you are damned well going to acknowledge that to the world. That's how I read this, and I know I'm right. I know I'm right. And if you read Trump's book, which I haven't, I now have to. Shame on me for not having read it. In fact, if I have been obnoxious with my predictions and analyses so far, I have a feeling after I've read his book, I'm going to be insufferable. What's that? You say I'm already insufferable? Well, whatever the next stage is then. They got Trump off his turf, out of his city, onto theirs, yanked him around to three different locations to show him and the world that he needed to be shown a little humility. It was a message that Donald Trump needs the RNC, even though the Republican Party is disintegrating. What still exists of it can make the difference in a national election. For reasons aforementioned, and the one I'll resurrect, which is money. Money! It's no crime. Money. And Donald Trump, despite what everyone believes, I believe, needs the money the RNC can uh, contribute. Donald Trump can raise money, too. He can go out into congressional districts. Are you kidding me? One dinner in a congressional district, and Donald Trump raises all the money that challenger or incumbent needs to beat a Democrat. He's a money-making machine, but he needs money, too. And he needs the infrastructure support. And that's what I think his taxes, if released, would indicate. And that's why I think he's going to give the middle finger to everybody who wants his taxes. Because, after all, the release of taxes is not 
a legal requirement running for, to run for president. It became something of a universal moral requirement as of 1976 when it was done for the first time. 1976 released taxes of presidential candidates for the first time in 76 voluntarily and voluntarily done since. So that's the taxes thing, according to Guru Jay. And the meeting thing today, you don't think Donald Trump was, in addition to being yanked off his turf, yo-yoed around and, and showing the world that he had to come to them. I know a lot of people don't think of it this way, and a lot of voters are not going to interpret it this way, but some are, and the facts are the facts, and the media knows it. They're going to hammer it. The point is this. Why did Trump do it? Because he needs them. But they also need him, because if he's going to be the nominee, they need to help win House seats and Senate seats, and this speaker named Ryan wants to keep his speakership. So they need each other. And there was no way that Donald Trump was going to come out of that meeting. You know what Trump got for today? In, in, in response, exchange for getting yanked off his turf and yo-yoed around, he got a guarantee that the outcome of this meeting would be, everything's fine, we love him. The Jay Severin Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network.